Welcome to Talk On To Walk On with Michelle Walters, the podcast that celebrates the power of conversation. In each episode, my inspirational guests will share their own stories, recalling times when conversations have led to pivotal moments in their life journey. You will hear about how those conversations and moments of positive self-talk have encouraged and empowered them to walk on to where they are now. The aim of Talk On To Walk On is to inspire us to use words with each other and with ourselves that will change lives. Let's Talk On To Walk On and see where it leads. This episode is kindly sponsored by Baltic Bespoke, creators of custom-designed garden rooms and luxury outdoor living spaces. From office spaces to cinema rooms, garden gyms, bars and cosy dens, Baltic Bespoke's modern, fully insulated garden buildings are tailor-made to your requirements. I absolutely love the garden room that they created for me, which doubles up as my studio. A beautiful separate space away from, but part of our home. Check out balticbespoke.co.uk and their fantastic Instagram site. Emma Gray Sarans is a successful actor, incredible singer and all-round multi-talented performer. With roles spanning across Shakespeare, gritty TV dramas, children's film productions and a multitude of musical theatre performances, Emma's career in film, television and theatre has also taken her beyond the UK to Australia and the United States. I promise you that Emma's life lessons are not only relatable to the performing arts world, but to all of our lives. From overcoming nerves and rejection to how she deals with moments of self-doubt, you will hear Emma's story not from a negative perspective, but one told with a beautiful wit and self-deprecating humour that I know you will all love and appreciate. After 18 months of upheaval which rocked the theatre and entertainment industry, Emma was in fact one of the first actors in the UK to get back on stage, after which critics proclaimed that the theatre world was back. But with 40% of theatre and art workers having lost their jobs and 60% thinking of quitting the industry altogether. Emma, can we start with what's been your experience of the past 18 months? Well, it's strange, isn't it? I think at the very start, we were all going so fast with our lives. Like we were trying to fit in so much during the day um, work, social life, everything. I think actually the first lockdown, when somebody makes you stop, you just have to stop. I think actually as human beings, we all kind of probably needed it. Yeah, we, did. we were, yeah. And somebody said, because we, no, we wouldn't do it ourselves because we are so driven, aren't we? Uh, most of us driven and and trying to fit in so much and and also just just keeping up with the 2021 that we live in now um some somebody some somebody said you know stop and we all stopped and actually I quite liked it it was like a lot of people did it was like having permission wasn't it yeah because until we got permission we just weren't going to stop if you're of that particular character and certainly in your world it's forward driven what's next what's next what's next what's next yeah that's it you're always you're always emailing you're always ringing you're always looking for the next job you're always talking to people you're networking you you never stop even you're in bed you know you're looking at your phone just checking something or somebody sends you something or your agent calls you it's always go 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 but you knew everybody else around you'd stopped as well so it wasn't like you had FOMO at all so it's like okay we've got we've got permission here we can just chill out that's that's fine but then 
after, you know, I suppose the initial kind of like two months or whatever, the warm weather, and then obviously kind of people were on furlough for three, I'd say about three months in our kind of industry-ish, that three-month kind of whatever tour or whatever job we were just doing. Um, it was like a three-month kind of furlough, but then those companies were like, oh, no, 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 we can't furlough you after that, which is fair, mm-hmm. you know, fair enough. You know, everybody's everybody was struggling. Um, and then I think everything hit a little bit more. Yeah, so it was hard. It was hard for it was hard to watch my friends kind of also go downhill. And, you know, you've got a lot of positivity at the start and you're there for each other and you can see the journey of everybody and how everybody's taken it differently, like friends, family. But I think obviously you mentioned before the videos. I was just doing the videos, one for my sanity, but two, because I knew everybody just needed a bit of a laugh and a joke and my parents' friends and and my friends and and also to kind of keep the industry. I mean, they said, you know, they kind of made it out that our industry was kind of worthless. But I was like, wait a second, what have you been watching during lockdown? What have you been listening to during lockdown? Like, our industry has kept you entertained throughout these you know, this past 18 months stuck at home. So that you can't say that. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, God, well, what would we have done without you all? Honestly, seriously, when we were just, like you say, those five o'clock updates, just you wanted to just lash something at the TV. And I'll be honest with you, I turned them off in the end and just looked for Emma's TikToks. <laughs> you just had to do something to keep your mind positive. Mm. Um, and like you say it was very difficult because we all either had to withdraw into our own world but at the same time we had empathy with friends and family that we could see were going through different experiences um mm. did you ever hit a real low I can't imagine you ever hitting a real low because you're such a positive upbeat <laughs> person on the outside but it was there ever a moment where you had to reach out to someone and go oh my god I'm cracking up I need some help or did you ever have that conversation in your own head, which I know you do a lot of, to go, you know, Emma, let's pull yourself together? Or or did you allow yourself to just have a bit of a pity party for a while? I don't think I was I was I was in a pity party because of what was going on. I think I was very I was worried a lot about my family and my friends and things. It wasn't the actual coronavirus and and the restrictions staying in because I actually was just counting my lucky stars every day because I knew how lucky I was compared to a lot of people. And, 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 you know, when you'd see on the news about people being in like a one bedroom flat and there was like nine of them or something like that and they weren't allowed to go out into the garden. So actually, I, I think I was just focusing more on how lucky I was in a way. But yeah, there was, there were times, I think there was more times of, oh my gosh, like what's, what's going to happen afterwards? Where is the world? What's going on with the world? And also coming out of it and and possibly what's going to happen next. And also the industry, you know, the industry's had such a battering and it's a wonderful that it is coming back to life and it's coming back with a bang, but it's also going to take a, a long time. It's it's really sad because you know that it is going to take a long time and some amazing, talented people along the way are going to drop out because, you know, even the small little jobs that you do before the big jobs and the ones that you get in between aren't going to be there. And I think that's um, I think that's what gets you down. 
Was there? A, yeah, I probably. Yeah, I probably did have some good old low points. But to be honest with you, at the beginning, me and Mum, like the whole of the nation, probably drank too much. <laughs> so, <laughs> I will remember that TikTok. That was hilarious. And you dressing gown, grabbing hold of the bottle of wine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, oh, no, and I, well, I personally just want to thank you for like keeping us entertained, Emma. And I do absolutely advocate looking at Emma's TikTok account because it's just sensational. If you're just ever having a bad day, you need a good laugh. So thank you for that. Oh, um, do you think the? Um, I want to come back to your younger years because you've been in. Tell me about where this love of theatre began. Cause it was is it your is she your older sister Elizabeth? Is it from yeah. there? Was it, so was it from that? Were you exposed from an early age? Do you know what? I'm not really sure because, funny enough, me, my sister, my my two cousins, uh, Sam and Mark, they're also in in it in the industry, and then my other two cousins as well. We all kind of just grew up loving it but my mum and dad are not in it at all like my mum doesn't even she can't sing a note she honestly can't sing a note Um, and my dad is not a public speaker so we don't really know where it's come from my auntie is a dance teacher so possibly that she was a performer but I actually loved gymnastics when I was younger I loved it I loved it loved it and um I got like under nines gymnast champion and things like that like I I didn't I just kind of saw myself as, as as a gymnast. And I was also going to dancing at the same time and singing and everything. And I remember my dance teacher turning around and being like, we well, can't be a dancer and a gymnast. And I was like, what? Ah. I know that wouldn't happen now, would it? Isn't that strange? No, I mean, actually, it's actually incredibly helpful, I think, yes. to combine <laughs> the two without a doubt. You know? Absolutely. And it's really helped me having like that flexibility and being a gymnast throughout. But yeah, so I, I kind of went from being a gymnast to then I got into singing and um, and then I was in her belly at 14, which so that was my first professional show, which I was just I just I absolutely loved. And and some of the people, gosh, I mean, I still keep in touch with them now. And just the creative process and seeing how this amazing show comes together in the rehearsal process and, and also being around like-minded people and and friends that are just like you. I just loved it. I really did. Um, and then stepping out on that stage at the Liverpool Empire, I mean, I was nervous, so, so nervous. But yeah, I think that's, it just kind of happened. And then I suppose with my sister being in it as well, it's always been competition. But she she's not really the singer. And she was the ballerina actually growing up. She was, oh gosh, this lengthy, beautiful, slim, long dancer. And I was like this stubby gymnast that was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> like, stomp, stomp, stomp. <laughs> So actually, we were very different in a way, but there was still competition there. And um, I remember actually we'd sing in the car. So say mum would have like the Lion King on, and we'd like um, be singing Akuna Matata. What a wonderful! And I'd, be, and I'd be singing it. She can't bless her. She's so out. She's 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 so out of tune. She can't sing. But she'd look at me and she'd be like, Akuna Matata, what a wonderful friend. <laughs> 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 so I guess we just spurred each other on growing up I guess and that's so lovely and and now we you're both is your sister doesn't she lives up in, does she live in LA does she, is she yeah she's actually took that 
is she actually going for it in Hollywood? Yeah, she's doing so well. Bless her. She, yeah, she lives over in LA now. Um, and it took a while. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I think she thought she'd get there with her husband and, you know, it would all be glitz and glam and Hollywood, blah, blah, blah. Like everybody, I suppose. And it's been hard work. So just taking you back to when you stood out on your stage at 14, you said you were really nervous. And we always say, try and say to our kids, you know, it's excitement. You know, it doesn't help, does it really? You're still, your heart is still racing, I guess, at that moment. Did you have a moment of, I can't do it? Or what did you say to yourself? Did somebody get a grip of you? Or how, how, what made yeah. you get on that stage and just crack that performance? Well, I was actually playing the understudy sniffer. So Ashley Morgan, she was playing my sniffer. But we got, um, as... As the understudies, we got one performance each out of the out of the run, <laughs> and so obviously we, you know, we got to rehearse and things like that. I'll be rehearsing every day at home, and um, but then when it came to the performance, and I do get nervous. Even now, I get nervous, and I enjoy it more now. And I do have more of a oh, you know what, Emma, just just like let it go. But I remember I was backstage with the um, chaperone. I was shaking so much that she she grabbed my shoulders and she was like, Emma, Emma you, you okay? And I, re- I remember kind of thinking like, I can't go on because this was the main song that I was going on for. I had all my friends and family out there because obviously we only had this one performance. They were there. They came to see me in, in, the, in the role. And I went out and I was singing, um, I don't remember that, like, pictures in the firelight, something like that. And I started singing and hardly anything came out. Like nothing was coming out. I was shaking like this. I was looking at these thousands of people at the Liverpool Empire. 2,000 odd people. It's a big old theatre, isn't it? It's not like these yeah. small West End ones. I remember we went to West End and Broadway and my daughter, who's also, as you know, performed as a young child with you. We'll get on to that in a minute. Um, at the Empire. And she's like, is this it? When she went into a theatre. <laughs> Yeah, like big old theatre for a, for a youngster. That's it. We're so spoiled as Liverpool in Liverpool. It's so it's gorgeous as well. Oh, um, and I remember thinking I, 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 in my head that like hours, but I think it was only like maybe the first three words, and then I just thought to myself, I was like, oh my gosh, all your friends and family are out here, Emma. You're going to be back home later on in your bed thinking gosh why didn't I just smash that and enjoy it and just have fun on stage what are you doing on stage if you're not enjoying it and loving it and then just it just kind of clicked and I was like and I just sang my heart out and absolutely loved it and I think that's yeah that's definitely stayed with me um and also I think that chaperone as well, just giving me kind of just that love and that support just backstage as well. And normally, you know, chaperones, I mean, you've done it with Tuppence as well, that, you know, they're there for you. They're, they they want you to do the best you can. And or normally their children are in it as well. So they know that, you know, it's it's like you're their, their little child at that time. And, you know, they've, they're giving you all the positivity and the love that they can before you go up on stage because it is nerve wracking. Yeah. It is, but I also think I am, you know, the biggest advocate. I didn't do it myself as a, as a kid. I wanted to, but I used to go and then not go back again. And that I didn't have that consistency or probably the support really. But when my Hannah started performing at home, and but you know, she but she'd go out and would be incredibly shy. Um, so you know, there's there's my story there with Hannah. But certainly as a mum, 
Um, just, just for the benefit of those who are listening, Hannah was performed with Emma and then um, Tuppence Across the Mersey. Gosh, I should have written, I should have done my, my, I don't know what year that was, but I know Hannah was around seven because I know it was her seventh birthday while she was with you. Oh, yeah, I remember. You're looking at 10, 11 years ago. Can you believe it, Emma? I can't believe it. But I used to drop her off at this airport hangar. Remember the, where you rehearsed? Oh, yeah. And have this tiny little dot and she'd off she'd toddle in. I'd be like sitting outside literally. This is before you'd even performed. And I could thinking, oh my goodness. So what I, I thought, you know, even if you don't get into big productions, Hannah was very lucky, you know. But even if you don't, I really advocate drama and theatre and um, music and singing or even sports, anything outside of the school curriculum is absolutely essential for that confidence growth, that character building, um, you know, teamwork, discipline, turning up on time, that feeling like you've just said when you do smash it, when you've gone from the nerves to the, yeah. oh my God, I did it, it just builds so much resilience, doesn't it? And just gives oh, you yeah. the best foundation for life, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, you know, Hannah went on and did many other shows as well. So, but I know, and she's... Hannah was just lovely in that show. She just was. She was a dream as well. We'd go up on stage and she'd hold the pram with me and she'd give me a little look. She's she's She was so talented. And yet a seven, tiny, weeny thing. And so lovely to work with. She oh, really was. You. But I'm, you've been there throughout as well for me as well. That's, you know, you've always been... Um, you've kind of been like my semi-agent as well. Like you bring me up a couple of years. Like I've got Emma, I've, you know, I've got this little part in um, the short film for you. You're perfect. I'm going to play Hannah's, um, Hannah's big sister or the, or the bit, the, the older version it. of her. That was it. So you've been so good. Emma, I've got these tickets to this opening night. Of this. You're going to come with me. Yes, Michelle, yes. <laughs> I'm drawn to anyone who's got that positive energy that you have. And for Hannah to, to see that, and you're almost like a mentor to her and like a shining example of how to go at life, really, whether you're in acting or not. You know, it, it really is. You're the type yeah. of person I want my kids to be around, you know. Oh, <laughs> Honestly, Emma, I'm not saying that, but that's why I was saying about the, that power of communication, conversation, connection. It just, mm. we all need that, don't we? Now yeah. more than ever. Um, yeah, and the fact that you took that, that you talk about shaking and you still get nervous now. Again, we all have that in all walks of life. And it is about, like you just said, in, in an hour's time, I'm going to be back home. Seize the moment, for want of a better phrase. I can't pay DM for, you know, just That's tell it. yourself, just do it. What's the worst that can happen? What's um, the worst that could happen? That's yeah. exactly it. Yeah. yeah. And, and you don't want to be back home kicking yourself, going, oh, I should have said this, done this. I should have just, I should have just relaxed more because what's the point then? And, and, and what is the worst that could happen? Yeah. And um, so so what maybe maybe you do mess a few things up. You you can't go through life worrying about messing or failing things because you'll never succeed. You know, yeah. it's great to fail at a few things because you can't just succeed straight away. Well, it's, it's growing, great. isn't it? You grow it's from growing. failing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I, I love that. <laughs> but, it's, but your industry, um, again, it'll be hopefully it may well change as a result of the last 18 months, but it can be a bit fierce, can't it? It can be tough. And yeah. I know you 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 have talked about when you sort of left your doing your degree and you went out into the big wide world. What was that like going out for the auditions? I mean, again, that's hard, isn't it? Yeah, it is hard. And I suppose I do think now, and funny enough, I was just listening to an interview with two of the girls. Um, they are swimmers, they're in the Olympics, and they were just talking about body confidence and um, you know. Um, as women, how they've struggled because, you know, they've had comments about their shoulders because they're swimmers, about um, to, they're too muscly and this, that and the other. And and how they are, they are advocating women's bodies, you know, how, uh, that, you know, we don't have to be skinny to look good. You know, we should be healthy. And funny enough, that's going on to what I'm about to say, because I do think things have changed, which I think is amazing in the last 10 years. I do think there's still a lot more that we have to do to do, you know, with diet, you know, dieting or eating or healthy eating or um, women's look, skin, everything. When I came out of drama college, I felt like you either had to be very skinny or very fat. And there was kind of nothing in between. And I struggle with my weight. Like, I will completely be honest with that. I'm five foot. I love my food. And, you know, but I am fit and healthy. I run, you know, obviously I do gymnastics. And I do look after myself. But it's just, you know, it's, it's part of my genes. And I came out of college. And I think, obviously you know, it's a big wide world out of drama college and you're in a little bubble as well while you're there. You're in your little bubble with your lovely um, colleagues around you and then all of a sudden you're in this massive world full of scary auditions, full of casting directors, directors, producers, um, you know, going into a room, having 30 seconds to smash it and show them what you can do. You know, you, you, you 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 can't be nervous, you can't be this, you can't be that. It's, life isn't like that. And I had an interview with, gosh, this agent that I really, really wanted to sign with. I just held them in such high regard, such high regard, which possibly was the wrong, it was the wrong thing going in anyway. Because made them bigger than you, haven't yeah. you? And straight away, yeah. Straight away, which, but, you know, I suppose... I, I do think they teach you now. It's natural. But I think they do teach you now that, you know, they aren't anything better than you. We're all on the same level on this earth, all on the same level. But I went in, you know, I bought all new clothes. Like, I actually bought this coat, this scarf, this hat. And I, stupidly, I didn't take it all off either before I got in there. <laughs> well, I had like three sets of stairs to walk up. By the time I got there, I was sweating and I got in there and she was like right sit down so I need to take everything off now so I was, I was there taking off my hat I've got this lovely coat everything sat there and and obviously she they'd, they'd see me obviously I won't say who it is or anything like that um they'd see me in a production so they already liked me really otherwise you, you wouldn't have been brought in but I do remember one of the Oh, and it sticks with me, is that they they just looked me up and down and they just said, mm, Emma, this this business is a lot about, you know, weight and skin. And just was kind of silent. And I remember thinking, 
oh yes well maybe I'm a little bit you know a couple of pounds over what I am at the minute and my skin's I'm, and you know I'm right what am I 20 21 you know your hormones are all over the place you're still struggling and uh, I just I, I went out feeling so deflated 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 yeah, yeah. um and just and it's and it's stuck with me ever since really but I, I think now that, you know, I see adverts on the television and it's like skin adverts for different face washes and they've got acne and that's what they should, but real acne. Yeah. Like 10 years ago, they were, they were hiring amazing women with amazing skin that was just perfect that you, you look at and it's, it's unattainable. You can't get there, you know, and sometimes a face wash isn't going to, help your acne you've got to learn from the inside out that you know um it's vegetables it's water you know it's you know two liters you know it's different education that we should be getting rather than but anyway nowadays what I do love is that everything's more real I do think you know adverts on the telly and um it's more diverse it is more diverse and and yes we do need to there is a long way to go but I do think we're on the right path definitely Words are incredibly powerful, aren't they? And probably more powerful are the negative ones, sadly. You know, if somebody says something, it's not just in that moment. You've got to really think about what you're saying and the long-term effect that that can have on somebody. And not everybody's the same, you know. Some people can potentially bounce off. And I'm sure as you've got older, you know, and you've been through, like all actors, rejections, auditions and and, and various other comments, maybe not that brutal, hopefully, but it can really stick with you, can't it? And it's just telling yourself that that person <laughs> isn't right. You know, make, don't don't put them on that pedestal. In terms of how, like you talk about um, adverts and stuff, but in your industry, do you think there's always been an element of actually not getting any feedback at all as well? So you can have really harsh feedback and then nothing so again, that the, the silence is also potentially, I think, quite hurtful and so oh, destroying. I don't know how you do that, but I'm thinking: Do you think and hope the industry may be looking in on itself these last eighteen months, and you all may be a bit kinder? Rejection is going to happen. And again, that's a terrible. It's, it's not a great word to use. It's part of the industry. You don't fit a role. You don't fit a role. Um, but do you think it will be? It'll be more positive feedback. In terms of even if you don't get a role, do you think that would help? I think that is changing actually at the minute with um, auditions and recalls. They are sending out an email saying, you know, thanks very much. But unfortunately, this time it didn't work out or whatever. That's so simple and so powerful. But you didn't always get that, did you? No, no, not at all. Sometimes not even, you know, if you've been penciled for something, it's just a, no, sorry. And there's no feedback at all on it and you know you've maybe you've been penciled for like three weeks but yeah that I think that is changing because it's it's hard on our mental health and I mean to be honest with you now I've been in it so long I go to an audition and I just forget about it because you've I've had to kind of (laughs) train your brain train my brain Um, so in terms of um are you always switched on mentally are you meant, you know, always ready for that phone call to, to, to go at the drop of a hat? I mean, obviously everything's slowed down, but, you know, again, and how, what do you say to yourself in terms of that to, to keep that mental strength? I think I'm very lucky that I've got a very supportive family behind me. 
you know, when I've had, I, and I have had wobbles that have gone, you know, maybe I'm not good enough for this industry or maybe, um, you know, maybe I should actually train for something else or, or whatever that normally, you know, normal family would be the ones that, oh, you know, you don't want to be an actor. Oh, it's, um, you know, there's no money in it. There's this, that. My family are not like that. The minute I say, you know, maybe I should do this or that my you know my parents are straight away oh no Emma you're an actor you're you know you're a good singer you're a this and I do think that having that there I just count my lucky stars I really do um and I they are so supportive like bless my dad sometimes you know if I'm just rehearsing or singing a few songs learn it he'll just he'll just sit and listen to me that's so lovely. It's so powerful, isn't it? It's so simple. Isn't it? I mean, they're the sum of the five people you surround yourself with. So, you know, obviously you've been with them a lot during um, the last yeah. months in particular. And mm. so that must have massively helped you. And just that you are an actor, just them saying that to you yeah. is that endless positive reminder to keep yeah. going. You really love it. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. You were one of the um, first, probably the first actors to go back on a stage in the UK because it was all part of the government's plan to get us back to normal. Um, you know what? We were all crying because one of them came forward, one of the actors, and just did a little speech and just thanked the audience that were out there. And just that feeling about being back on stage and doing exactly what we loved, it was, it was so emotional. It really was. And then you... I mean, you never forget that you love it. It just mm. reminds you that actually there's nothing on this planet that I could, that else that I'd want to do. I do. I love there's no plan B. <laughs> never been a plan B, I'm guessing. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do, do you know what I do like? I do like having other things. Like I play my netball each week. Yeah. I am obviously doing this course at the minute, which um, I think coincides being an actor. It's very creative. I am always keeping my mind open and active to different things as well uh, and I'm actually I'm learning the piano as well at the minute Amazing. which well I just thought it was something to do during lockdown as well you know they try, my parents bless tried to get us all to try and learn a, a musical instrument years ago and we just didn't have I just didn't want to I wanted to sing I couldn't sit there but now I actually appreciate it for what it is and I'm you know I, I'll never be a pianist I'll never be a, a fabulous pianist but I'll be able to bang some notes out no and I think it's good to just keep active with different things as well absolutely you're not just that well you're certainly not one dimensional there's no doubt about that um <laughs> I, in terms of I love absolutely one of my favorite TikToks that you did was the accountant one the I, I think the reason I liked it was because it just reminded me that I thought again talk about the power of conversation and communication and, and you've probably been hidden a little bit from this in the last 18 months but do people always say to <laughs> What are you doing? What's next? What's the next role? Is it endless? Is it just you just like you say, you just want to say, I'm an accountant so that nobody else will ask me any more questions? Oh, yeah. Does, does that increase the, does, a, does it happen? I'm guessing it does. But B, does it really increase the pressure and you just want to tell people to shut up? <laughs> <laughs> it depends who it is sometimes. But yeah, sometimes I'll just be like, oh, I'm an accountant or oh, I work in marketing. And then they're like, right. <laughs> Whereas, like, sometimes if you say, oh, I'm an actor, they go, oh, really? What have you done? What have you done? Oh, oh, what's your name? Oh, can I have your autograph? Oh, <laughs> is it worth anything? And then, and then you're there like, oh. <laughs> sat on a train with 
train chatting about your life. I mean, I don't mind. I, I, you know, I'm a chit chatter. But um, yeah, sometimes I'll just, yeah, just say. Whilst I advocate conversation all the time and open up, I think that really, that's why it struck a chord with me because I thought, oh no, I think you have the right to have permission to just be <laughs> silent sometimes. Or just, <laughs> I can completely understand that. It's so so what's next for you, Anna? What's what's the dream if you could close your eyes? Or I tell you what, here's, I'm going to reframe that. If you could talk to anybody in the industry or sit in front of across from anyone in the industry and demonstrate your talent, who would it be? Oh, gosh, straight off. Julie Walters, Judy Dench. Oh, wow. um, I, I mean, I, I'm gutted that I never got to meet Victoria Wood. I think I just would have... Yes, I would have loved to have met. And I've got, I've got a book. I'm reading her autobiography at the minute. I've seen a bit of Victoria Wood coming out in you. I think now that you've said that, so you've been yeah. massively inspired by her. Oh yeah, I used to do like her pieces, like growing up and things. And I, I just think she's, I think she's such an inspiration. And she was years ago. You know, she was a woman on her own doing comedy. Um, getting out there and um, she you know she also she wasn't the prettiest she wasn't the slimmest you know she and she made it because she was so talented and driven and she was just fantastic and I do think that's something to um you know she was just an inspiration to me she really was and Julie Walters as well I think Julie Walters is just hilarious I think she's wonderful and and I think you can kind of see yourself in in people growing up as well and you know she was She's only five foot, you know, I'm five foot. She was she, she, quite funny and um, obviously Rita and educating Rita. And yeah, yeah so um, that, I love that film. I love that's one of my all time favorites. Oh, it is. Rita. It's, it's so powerful. I think Willie Russell based it on himself, didn't he? Rita right. was him, I think. I think I may have got, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that I might. I think there's something, I think I read somewhere that that was him, um, you know, and uh, so you look at it in a whole new light when you look at it that way. Yes, um, yes. Sensational in that. And um, what would you say to them? What would you ask? If you sat in front of Julian right now, what would you ask? I would probably ask what her lowest points have been and how she got out of them, actually. Yeah. That, yeah. that would that would and, and you know were there times in her career that she felt that you know was that going to be the last show was the last play the last film um there's always that worry that is this is this going to be the last thing I do like it's, it's interesting not. isn't it you focus yeah. we so often focus and I'm be guilty of this I'm sure you must again with acting and you you absorb yourself and into a role and with a team and then it comes you have so many endings don't you but you've just got to then like you talk so often about moving on but that's you again you have to be so resilient don't you to sort of oh, yeah. get away from this particular character or a role yeah. that you've just absorbed yourself in and you've got to walk away and leave them behind yeah. so that's tough and again mental strength that's it. And sometimes it's also hard, you know, if you've done a role for so long and, and the offer is there to, to carry on, do you carry on because you can or do you walk away to see what else is out there? And that's, you know, that's a big decision as well. You know, if you've if you've been playing a role for so long and, um, you know, it's another tour of, say, 16 months or whatever, do you sign that contract? Because it's, it's easy. It's, 
it's there, you know you can do it, it's money in the bank and it's also performing? Or do you just take a risk and think, you know, I've done this for so long, I've got to see what else is out there? That's that's also a big decision. I'm guessing that's on your mind at the moment. So, I, I, so, so you've taught, obviously, that was a great, you, you felt like you were a big part of a family though as well. And again, that communication and connection with your fellow actors and, and, and the back team and the backstage staff. And, you know, there's a whole ensemble of people that make a production what it is. is it's not just yeah. the actors, you're part of a family. Um, Such a family. Yeah. yeah, that's it. And you know, you go through a lot with each other as well, and and you and it's an adventure. You see all these different places and wherever you're touring, and they are your family. You know, when you're down, when you're up, when you're when you're um, yes, yeah, it's, it, it's hard. And then you know, you go from seeing them every single day, and then hardly, you know, sometimes never seeing them again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so it, you know and but that's and, and we all sort of think well oh you know we, we we stress ourselves out of potential about like leaving a job or walking in and doing a presentation or having a job interview but you 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 guys are doing this all the time and we get ourselves into such a tiz if in terms of applying that mental resilience to real life what what are your top tips in terms of the words that you say to yourself I am just, I think I just look to the future more now than I did years ago. Whereas I think I was a little bit nervous to kind of like say goodbye to something years ago or now I'm just like, you, you can't, you can't leave something without saying goodbye to something else as well. And you're not, you're not saying goodbye to it forever. It's just a part of your life that you went through and had an amazing time, but then, you know, you're not, you're onto your next journey. And then the next journey onto that, it's just the journey. It's, it's the adventure along the way. It's it's like recently, like I sold my car. <laughs> I mean, I loved my old car. And half of me was like, ooh, maybe I could keep the old car. And then, um, you know, if it in a couple of years' time, I could do it up. And it's like, no, Emma, say goodbye to the old one. And the, here's the new one. Yes. You know, there is that thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Saying thank you. Just thank you for that experience. Yeah. And I think that you just remind there is a quote that, that I had that's old. I knew goodbye, you know, sort of it's, 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 a, it's like you say, it's part of life's journey. And isn't it great that you've got an ending and a beginning instead of just the same, you know, exactly. who yeah, would want that yeah. in their life? You know, it's that we all want a bit of a roller coaster, don't we? Yeah, you do. <laughs> to remind ourselves of that next time we're stressing out it was something yeah, that when it's going like this me going why the hell am I doing a podcast <laughs> yeah, this is fabulous you are literally the best at doing podcasts because you are so open and you're you're just enjoyable to chat to I haven't heard any dialects creeping in yet I heard a couple how do you nail those accents Emma I don't know my ears pick it up so easily when I was down south I tried my best this is why I think my accent is a little bit all over the place because I, was, I moved down south when I was 16 so really and truly I suppose you know a lot of my friends you know now talk like this and because they've lived in London all this time blah 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 <laughs> and I'm like no no I am keeping my accent so it's been like a struggle like I've got it like I'm a northerner <laughs> um, yeah. 
but my ears do just pick up and zone into some kind of situations and then especially scouts because I, I do think I had a, a stronger accent when I was growing up because I, I went to school in Formby High and actually even though it's Formby a lot of them talk like this so that was that and you know you just have to fit in and I was a teenager so I talked like this too and that and that was that was that um and then you know then London then up north then you know traveling around blah, 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 blah. so sometimes I just I think I don't know where my accent is and then when I was in Australia for six months you know sometimes I'll be like yeah <laughs> walking a bit like this I was like oh no Emma what are you doing <laughs> you might have been here six months <laughs> so I, th- I think it's just an actor's trait isn't it you listen and you you kind of absorb and you're probably in your mind you're probably thinking characters and your dialect and yeah, yeah so yeah, well, I, and, but I also think trying to like make myself feel better when I look back because I thought, oh my god, um, like you said, you think you worry that people think you put it on, but I think you just, I think it's just about that connection and communication, isn't it? You just instinctively yeah. go into the zone. Certainly, if you're having a good old chat and conversation yeah. about some, like maybe some deeper meaningful, or you just want to be them to relax in your company, and and like you say, you just adapt to the person. Yeah. And there's, there's no sort of intention behind it. It's just instinctive. Okay, I've got to ask you, what's the dream? And, you know, if you, and a follow-up to that is, if you were talking to your younger self, what would you say? Oh, okay, let's go for the dream first. Okay. The dream has changed over the years, I think. You have to put everything, or I do, like not everybody does, but I put everything into kind of like little boxes. And with my sister being in L.A., um, you know, she's holding her ground over there. If I move to LA, oh, my poor mum and dad, I don't know. I don't think they'd either have to move to LA with us, which my dad can't stand the heat. So I couldn't see that happening. So, you know, and I I love, I love the Northern kind of vibes that's going on, like Manchester, Liverpool. Mm-hmm. There's, there's so much going on. And I'm so pleased and proud that it's all spreading out now. You don't have to be in London anymore. You don't have to live in London and, and you know, be paying ridiculous prices for a tiny weenie flat to try and make it there. It's just that's not, you know, everything is evening out a little bit more. The the dream at the minute would, you know, a northern gritty drama, um, not, not necessarily northern, but, you know, a gritty drama. There's, you know, some a good series. There's, you know, there's so much that I've got in my in my mind that I would love to do. But also, I have quite enjoyed being around family as well. So if I could quite mix those two, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. That. um attention you say about London because Hannah got again coming back to Hannah. She got uh, uni offers and one of us the University of Arts London, and she's turned it down. She's from Manchester. Yeah. Um, I think again what this last year has just shown is the power of and the importance of family support and having people around you that you love and you trust. Yeah. Um, and, and especially you know, for mental health as exactly. well. Exactly. Yeah. That, I think exactly. that is a big thing, and everybody's everybody has noticed that because London's amazing, and I would never put London down. I love it, and you know I've been there half my life, been up here half my life, so I do feel like I'm you know halfy half. I, I love both, but 
London can be so lonely. It can be so lonely. And um, and if you don't have that support and family and friends around you, yeah. And, you know, Manchester's buzzing and it's completely on the way up. It's creative. It's fabulous. Again, similar yeah. to me, my brother went out to America and I knew that it was just me and my brother. And I knew once he'd gone, I just couldn't have done it to my mum ever. I'd have broken oh. absolutely broken a heart. So I I'm really on that one. But it's great that you've got the best of both worlds, that you could go out and see your sister. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Vibe, go and see your yeah. mates in London, and then yeah, a good old proper cup of tea and a bit a bit of northern reality. <laughs> absolutely. What's the one thing that you would say say to your younger self or someone now who's starting out the industry and to to encourage them to you know keep following their dream? I'd I would say to my younger self, don't fear so much. I think even though I didn't always, I think that fear of of failure, like I'd just say just just go for it even more than I did years ago, you know, create things, write things, film things, you know, and, and put it out there. Emma, you're, you, you need to believe in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else is going to do it for you. I think I'd just give myself, it's hard, isn't it? They say, what do they say? The, um, the, youth, the youth is wasted on the young, you know, coming out of drama school and being in the industry, just, I suppose just even more but you know, I I did, you know, I'm 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 happy with what I did as well. So yes. I don't regret anything. Do you know what I mean? Part of the journey, I look back yeah. and I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it, and you just enjoy the journey along the way. Yeah, I enjoy every day. Have you ever thought yeah. of writing it down? The journey. Well, I think just because we know each other and I love you lots, <laughs> I have been with you I'm actually not that open as a person and I think this is fabulous I am and I'm not because there's yeah. certain things and I, I do think you know talking like this is is great being completely open with you because you know you do worry nowadays like oh my gosh I'm gonna say the wrong thing and I'm gonna tweet the wrong thing yeah well I really am honestly Emma it's just been absolutely gorgeous I just want to keep talking to you and it's been so special because I know actors are you're so right actors are generally I'm probably generalizing quite shy um and modest and like you say that whole you're much more comfortable on a stage being a, a character and then it's probably slightly alien talking about you Emma as your own character but I'm so pleased that you're able to just sort of share some of your experiences you know and how you've actually just you really have just carried on just because you absolutely are have this inner determination to just continue to do what you love and you, you love life. You don't just love your, your, your job and um, you love, and you love life. And that's because you love life and you, you want to go at it. That's what's obviously is keeping you going. Um, yeah. even at the toughest of times, you know, from that moment and on Herb Benny where you were shaking and you just, that, that's a huge lesson for us all to just go in an hour's time. I'm going to be back in my bed. Just do it. Go out and smash it. Yeah. Um, what's the worst that can happen? I mean, that is a lesson for us all when we have those moments where we just go, I, I can't do it. Of course yeah. you can. Just have a go. Yeah. And you know what? Even if it goes horribly wrong, there's a story to tell, isn't there? That's it, exactly. And just laugh about it. I think that's something I've learned over time is to laugh at myself. Yes. And, you know, I'm with other people. Oh, you've got to. 
you you as well you've been so positive throughout this last year you've been so good on social media and and doing your podcast and and also getting getting me you always get me involved in everything you're so lovely like that you're always behind me you have my back constantly and you know that's something that I bounce off you as well you know we're quite similar positive people I think I think the key is that we just you know without putting too much pressure yourself just keep that communication there's lines communication open um, and I thank you so much for sharing your all your no. conversational stories with me today. I have no doubt whatsoever that you will continue to smash it, that your light will continue <laughs> to shine. Um, because you have got that inner steely determination and that and you just love life and you continue to live life on your terms. And I'm absolutely thrilled that you've opened up. I have no doubt that it will um, it will hit home with a lot of people who who will listen. And um, yeah, walk on, honey. Keep in touch, and let's keep talking. And um, I will continue to applaud you from afar. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on, Michelle. I love you so so much. So lovely. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. The simple yet powerful art of conversation and communication should never be underestimated. And I would love to hear your thoughts and feedback, either via the contact form on my website, talkontowalkon.com, or on my Instagram, at michellewalters underscore. Also, I'd be thrilled if you could help the power of conversation message to reach as many people as possible. To help achieve this dream and so that you never miss an episode of Talk On To Walk On, please rate, review and subscribe, remembering that the simplest act can have the largest impact.